Well, welcome to the Social Work Stories podcast. My name is Justin Stash. And my name is Ben Joseph. We're the producers here on the Social Work Stories podcast, and we wanted to do something a little bit differently today. Uh, And Ben and I are together discussing our own experiences of building the Social Work Stories podcast. You know what, Justin? I'm, I'm really glad that we began this podcast episode with our names because listeners, I think would have freaked out <laughs> Absolutely. and thought, what What on earth happened to Liz's voice? Oh, must be is, going through a terrible sore throat. Is Mim doing okay? <laughs> <laughs> what we're wanting to do today is get away from the producer roles that we usually play and get behind the mics for once. Indeed. While Mim and Liz are away on holidays. And they can't stop us. No, they can't. So we might be in for a bit of a wild ride here. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. I think today we want to get together... Um, just to kind of, I guess, let you in on our plans for this episode, we want to take some time to um, do a little bit of reflection on what our role looks like uh, producing this podcast and how that's impacted us and our experience of that. I mean, we've been getting a lot of questions, haven't we, about how do we set up the podcast, you know, what's driving us, how does it work, but Absolutely. also, you know, what's what's your role there? Yeah, what do we actually do with this podcast and, and how does that come to being? But not just that, I think we also want to take some time to reflect on um, this this as our one-year uh, one anniversary episode yeah. uh, that we've been doing this together and take some time to reflect on some favorite moments and clips from all of the 21 episodes prior to this. And I guess just to flag straight up at the early stages of this episode that if you are really in need of your Mim and Liz fix uh, for the fortnight, don't worry, we're going to get them on the line during this episode. So I don't def- think it would be an episode of the Social Work Stories podcast without them. No, I don't think so <laughs> either. <laughs> so yeah, don't worry, listeners, you'll be hearing from them shortly. I think um, just a bit of a celebration of things so far. As you said, it's been a year mm. and I can't believe it. You know, we released episode one in September 2018 we're now September 2019, and you know things are just flying on this podcast for us. They We've are. It's forty-five thousand listens. I'm on downloads. I'm consistently blown away by those numbers when we get to look and see who's um, who's downloading the podcast. You know, from what different countries and. Uh, the numbers of people that are engaging with it, the people that are sharing it with their friends, connecting it to their networks. Um, we've seen a number of different people sending out email blasts to everyone they know, everyone in their kind of social work uh, address books, and people assigning it for, um, you know, re- assigned readings for their classes and really engaging with sharing the stories that we're sharing. Uh, and spreading that message a lot wider. Absolutely. I mean, it's quite validating for the four of us, isn't it? That you know, around the world, people are engaging with us on a regular basis yeah. um, and finding this podcast so valuable for them. It's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I think that no one has ever met me uh, over the past year where I haven't discussed this podcast where I've also asked them to please go write a written review on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And I probably will say that about 15 times this episode, just a forewarning. Yes. But I, uh, you know, again, every time I get to read those reviews that people write, not only does that make our ranking come up a lot higher in iTunes and getting to see, um, you know, see more people connect with the podcast because of those great uh, ratings that have come in from all different listeners who have taken that time and been generous with that 
but it actually means so much to us when we share around those reviews that we get to read that people have left for us. You know, I, I love the moments um, at, well, I teach at uni and social work at uni and I sometimes have students coming up to me and saying, oh, have you heard about this this social work podcast, the social work stories podcast. That's amazing. And and I I just say to them, oh yeah, I, I hear they they're doing some pretty good things there. <laughs> what do you think about it? And they love it. They the students don't feel so isolated um, in their student role. They get a bit of an idea as to what social work might look like for mm. them as the you know in the lead up to them graduating that type of thing yeah. I'm really getting good feedback from them too and you don't think they're just pushing for better marks um <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's hard to say it's hard to say <laughs> no, no. I, I think we've we've had a, a consistent level of feedback from students uh, in particular who've said you know i'm not sure i was i was kind of unsure if this was the field that I wanted to be in. I didn't know if I was studying the right thing, mm. but hearing the stories, hearing the engagement between Mim and Liz, hearing the way that this podcast has come together um, and, and getting that learning and the engagement through it has encouraged quite a number of people, it sounds like, to actually stay or to start studying social work. Which and I it's, love. you know, not just the student cohort either, mm. you know, how many times have we received direct messages, emails, even like posts online tagging us saying, hey, you're doing some good stuff on this podcast. I'm a social worker out in the middle of nowhere and I feel like I'm at being able to connect with my tribe. Yeah. You know, my people. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's so heartwarming to hear that we're actually able to unite the social work community around the world. I think that there's a lot of value in this podcast for that. Definitely. And, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time, but it's so worth it. It's really enjoyable to connect. I I would love to hear from you, Ben, a little bit about how, um, how working on this podcast and in this team has impacted your social work practice and the way that you approach our profession and our, our work and the, the way that we engage with people. Yeah, I, I think for me... As an avid podcast listener, um, I also run a different podcast, the Social Work Discoveries podcast. Which is which fantastic, is, by the way. And everyone should listen to the Social Work <laughs> Discoveries podcast. And, of course, give it a five-star rating and a written review on, pod, on uh, oh, the podcast geez, app. This shameless self-promotion <laughs> I've just brought to this. Mim and Liz are going to um, have some words with me, I think. Over <laughs> Only moment. positive words, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, um, I think for me... Because at the moment, I'm doing a PhD at university, I'm teaching at university in the social work space. I'm not as connected as I was um, in the professional space of, of social work. And so hearing the stories of current practitioners out there, it does, it keeps me connected with the field and, and what's going on out there in the social work world. Um, keeps me connected to the stories of clients, the realities and complexities of life. And um, sometimes I can you know, end up in my own little bubble of literature and research and not actually, um, I guess, focus on the purpose of social work sometimes, which is to try and make the world a better place. And for me, this podcast um, enables me to feel connected to that. And I really, really love working on it the podcast for that reason as well as um i feel personally that that this podcast is actually a practice in social work i feel as though 
the tell the sharing of stories and the learning and the unpacking of the ethics and of the stories and the complexities of those stories um is a social work practice in a way and i love that thought that actually i'm not just listening to a podcast here i'm not just producing a podcast here but i'm i'm practicing social work mm. in this space of a podcast absolutely and i love that that's amazing and it you know it does it speaks to that uh, the individuals that are out there doing the hard yards every day um, you know the people across the board as as we've engaged with different social workers who are sharing their little um, their corner of the social work world and their space that they're working in and you know we get to hear and we get to take a few moments to really sit with them and to to absorb and, and gain that knowledge and that experience and also the stories of the people that they're working with are real stories and they're you know they're engaging and they're they're people that are doing real life and yeah. i think that's awesome and really hard really hard things at times too absolutely and this podcast in a lot of ways is a celebration mm. of both the clients and the, the people's stories themselves um and a celebration of their lives and, and the hard things that they're doing but also a celebration of what the social workers are doing and just how kick-ass these social workers are yeah and i just have so much respect for all of the social workers that have told stories on this podcast so far yeah it's been incredible um i've 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 had the opportunity to sit down with um, so many different social workers and interview them for those case studies that we play on the podcast. And each time, you know, I, I often will spend uh, 45 minutes or an hour sitting down and, and interviewing and kind of getting some other content that hopefully at some point we'll get to share with you as well. I think there's a lot of goodness in a lot of those interviews that we've done. Um, but getting to connect with such a wide spectrum of social workers and so many different people doing incredible work out in the field has been really enjoyable and really valuable for me. Um, but the other side of it that I've greatly enjoyed is working with Mim and Liz as well. Um, I think that, you know, having, uh, having less time in the field than them and, and being in an earlier stage of my career and getting to have the opportunity to have discussions as we as we map out episodes and as we talk about you know theories and frameworks and uh, the practical difficulties and challenges that these social workers are facing and the real lived experience of being in that room sitting with that patient being with that child with that mother that type of thing um, has been such a great value to me and it's one that I. I uh, don't take lightly. I think it's it's been a lot of fun. I think the four of us get along really well, and I really enjoy working together. Uh, but I I don't um, take lightly the fact that I get to spend a lot of time with incredible practitioners who have such a wealth of knowledge. I think that's been a of great joy to me, but also really big benefit as well. So there's a big shout out from us to all of the anonymous social workers that have contributed to yeah. the story so far, and their clients. Um, Absolutely. A big shout out to them so, too. So tell me, um, I guess, you know, looking back and, and we've, we've had some, some great moments and this podcast has had grown and has been really, really well received and uh, quite enjoyable. What does the next year of the podcast look like for you? What are you hoping to see? What's, uh, what's coming down the pipeline from your point of view? Yeah. So there are a couple of exciting things coming up 
in this pod, the Social Work Stories podcast, which at this stage I'm not actually allowed to talk about <laughs> because we are um, deep in negotiations around it. Um, but I am looking, what I can tell you is that I am looking forward to expanding what we do on the podcast um, and breaking outside of just the podcast platform, perhaps getting some more videos going, um, trying to incorporate some of what we do into and embed that into some official learning yeah. pathways, um, doing some research on what this podcast means for our community of social workers, our tribe, um, and exploring that. Uh, Mim's driving a lot of that at the moment, and so that's really exciting to kind of walk alongside her with that. Um, and I'm also really, really looking forward to diversifying the stories that we're hearing around social work. You know, social work is, we've, we know, is such a broad sector. Yeah. You know, from community development to group work to one-on-one counseling and therapy to working with child and family situations to policy work and so on. Um, and to hear story, more stories um, from diverse situations out there in social work is what I'm really looking forward to over the next year. What about you? Oh, look, I, I'm excited and I think this is going to be an even better year. Um, I, I think we've built a really uh, great community out of this podcast and out of our listeners and the people who have engaged with us in so many different ways. Um, so I'm really excited to to grow engagement and grow a wider community this year. Uh, as we said at the top, you know, we're, right now we're celebrating 45,000 downloads of the podcast. I have a personal stretch goal here. Okay. One me. one year from now at our two year anniversary episode where hopefully we take over the mics again. Yep. I would like to see a quarter of a million downloads wow. on the podcast. Wow. And you know the only way we can do that is if people go and leave a rating and a review <laughs> oh, on he's iTunes. Dropped it. He's dropped it. We're back there again. It's uh. gonna happen. I uh, yeah, but but really, honestly, having having people share with their networks, having people engage with social media and um you know, and, and interacting with the work that we're doing, not only does that keep us inspired and engaged in this, but it, it grows the people who connect and who find us and who are able to, um, to touch base with the podcast. So I think that that's one, uh, one big thing that I'm excited about. The other thing I'm really looking forward to, and I, I think we've seen, uh, over this past year as well, we're the social work stories podcast, but we've actually had an incredible diversity of listenership and engagement from people who aren't specifically social workers, but who are working in people focused roles who are working, um, again, doing the hard yards teachers. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, we've had emails from, um, people in, you know, council roles mm. and, and policy roles reach out to us who wouldn't necessarily coin themselves as social workers. Um, you know, one I can think of is a, um, a college teacher working with um, uh, teaching assistants. Mm. Um, you know, not classically a position you'd call social work, but reach out. They reached out and say, hey, I listen every week and it's really important for the work that I do as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that engaging with a broader field of um, sectors has 
is something that we're both really looking forward to as well, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. I mm. think it's uh, I think it's fantastic the diversity of people who have who have engaged and who have listened and and who are um, who are finding value in the work that we're doing. I want to talk a little bit about a common question that we get that you and I specifically get around this podcast and that is what is a podcast producer what does a podcast producer do you know how do we help develop the, the episodes each week yeah what kind of time do we spend on it Justin look to be honest more than I thought it would be <laughs> um and uh you know, as as we're looking at our our weeks and our fortnights and our months that that come and go here, um, it's it's a lot of time. It's a lot of work. But I uh, I think you know the the biggest challenge for us is that there are there are four people in this team that are building a podcast together, and we all have really unique roles and skills and um, and things that we bring to the table. But that requires us all getting around the same table. Uh, you know, once a fortnight and, and taking the time we're, we're across a couple of different cities and Sydney itself is notoriously wonderful traffic getting across. Um, (laughs) and it's, you know, it's not easy to, to get our heads together in one physical place, but there's a, you know, there's a lot to, to that getting us there. Um, going, doing interviews with social workers for the case studies that we work through, mm. uh, you know, building that time, finding, finding ways to connect with people, um, has, you know, again, it takes a lot of time to do that. And, uh, it's, it's different than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's really good. And I really love it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, you know, when we talk to them about it, they often say, you know, Oh, don't you just kind of open up your laptop and press record and it just happens. Right. And it's not the case. Like we, we spend a lot of time prepping each episode, don't we? We talk through the stories mm. um, and we, we make sure that we, you know, we pick out the story that's going to most suit that episode's topic uh, for the week. And we talk that through with, um, with Mim and Liz in detail, you know, for a couple of hours yeah. before actually pressing record. Um, and then spend a lot of time once the record has finished actually editing. Yeah. You spend an incredible amount of time editing and, and, you know, building in this whole episode and, and piecing it together and making it the lovely, amazing polished piece that it is in the end. You, you spend a a lot of time and probably to the uh, detriment of progress on your PhD, but um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's all for good reason. I'm always looking for uh, reasons to procrastinate. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, for, for people who are thinking maybe they would like to start actually producing their own podcasts, we would say, yes, absolutely. Jump in, give it a go, um, see what comes of it. Um, but just work on preparation, understanding mm. the technology that you're meant to use or, or not you're meant to use, but the technology that's helpful to use in actually creating something that's listenable and is uh, functional for the purpose of your podcast. Yeah. What brings value to the listeners that you want to engage with? Um, I think, you know, if you're interested in that idea of, of building something um think about how does that come to the to the listener and i think that that's been something for us that we've had to um to process and to work through is is getting feedback from people whether that be uh you know our friends and family um Mm -hmm. you know hearing hearing that feedback directly from the people in our lives that are around us but also then the wider listening audience getting different forms of feedback and ways of 
uh, trying to both grow on the skills and the, the good bits we have, but also to try to fix and improve some of the things that people find frustrating that are blind spots for us. One thing I was really wanted to talk about um, as we reflect back and, and, and look at these different episodes that we've built, can I ask you what has been, I guess, one of one or two of your favorite moments uh, from one of our episodes that we've had? So for me, I'm really glad that we have reached this point in our conversation today, um, throwing back to some of our favorite moments and talking a little bit about um, why it is that we love this podcast, you know, I'm excited for. So the one that I wanted to share now with listeners and to remind them of was episode five, Holding the Space. That's a great episode. Yeah, a social worker who talks about, honestly talks about the complexities and difficulties of working in a youth service and the burnout that's experienced. And I love the fact that um, he was so vulnerable in telling this story and I'm looking forward just to hearing a snippet of it now. We are trained to hold these moments and we are trained to know what to do with them and we are skilled professionals in that regard but beneath that we are deeply empathetic people who allow ourselves often to feel what others are feeling and that doesn't go away at the end of the program you don't go home and you know pat yourself on the back you go home and you you worry and you stress and you wonder because you do I guess you do hold a lot of responsibility and certainly that was the case for me um being the only social worker within my office meant that I was often without the opportunity to debrief I was without a place to take a lot of that baggage and so it went with me and it went home And I guess it was also, the process was perhaps a little bit more nuanced than that. And this is certainly an isolated example in in relation to the organisation that I worked in. But because of that really fantastic structure that I mentioned earlier, it also made the line between client and colleague really blurred and really difficult. Um, Our in-house leadership program This was about training young people to run the work. A lot of these young people, in fact, were employed by the organisation, many of who had access to my personal details, many of who saw my relationship with them as both professional and as friend. And I think in my endeavours to be really authentic in my care for them, I guess it created a... a a sense of trust that was that they felt comfortable to call upon at any moment so you mentioned what does it you ask what does it do when I when I leave the workshop I certainly have my own uh, tools and strategies for managing some of these emotions but continuing that relationship outside of the workplace often receiving calls in the middle of the night on the weekends, assisting in referrals, whatever it might be, really around the clock, kind of on call, meant that my sense of responsibility was significantly amplified. And so that sort of 
natural degree of caution and concern that I carried for the young people was made more difficult by feeling like I needed to be the person that was there to catch them when they fell. Oh, that was really powerful to remind me of what was going on in that story and to hear him kind of reflect and, and to be back in that space. What about for you, Justin? Has there been an episode that you feel you want to reflect on? For me, I really loved episode 10, The Dark Place. Mm-hmm. This has actually been one of our most popular episodes, and I think that people really connect with that Um I guess it's, you know, in the story, it's both the dark place emotionally, but actually physically, the social worker is in a call center uh, working the overnight shift and is, you know, physically the office is dark, but, um, you know, she, she takes this call and has to make some quick decisions in the moment. Uh, and it's, it's an incredible way to, it draws me into this space that I haven't worked in, but I can be there. I can sit there in that dark room and really feel like I'm in that same moment having to process through. So I'd love to just take a moment and listen to a little bit of that right now. So sometimes we have to do a night shift and on those night shifts, we work alone. So it can be really challenging working on the phone line. And the short story I'm going to share is about a call that I took. It was quite late at night one evening. As I mentioned, I was there on my own and the phone rang and I took the call and it was a person I'd never spoken to before, I didn't know them. And she was an older woman and she started talking and she said to me she was ringing because her um, daughter had earlier called an ambulance because she'd tried to hang herself but the cord broke. So immediately my adrenaline spiked and I was on high alert about risk and I think I immediately offered to call an ambulance and she said no, she declined an ambulance a few times, I tried to suggest that and she said no, they've already been, if they come I won't open the door, I just really want to talk to someone and of course I felt, you know, that's what I'm here for, for her to talk to me and I wanted to make myself available um, to talk to her about her situation. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Just listening to it, I'm just remembering where I was the first time I heard this uh, story. I was driving in the car and just thinking, oh man, this is quite an amazing um, situation that these social workers found themselves in and it's so common for social workers out there to be in similar spaces and this podcast is able to connect people through that story, I think, um, and that scenario. Another one that I think might be worth um, just highlighting briefly is from episode 16, the, um, the maximum security prison, the social worker working in that space. That was, again, such a unique space to hear about. Wasn't it? And the reason why I wanted to highlight this is, you know, maybe listeners will go back and have a listen to the whole episode um, and hear the arc of the story, how a social worker was able to sit with this, um, this man in this obviously... Um, complex and difficult scenario in prison with the complexities that he's facing in his life and be able to unpack what it is that's going on for that that person and throughout the arc of the story come to this point of celebration and success Mm -hmm. 
we also had a, a this big day where all these people came in um, to celebrate the work that we were doing, and I, oh, there was about a hundred or hundred and fifty people in the unit, um, and I got asked to do a speech, and I did not want to do that um, because I felt like it wasn't really me that was on show, so. I actually asked the guys if they would want to do something. So there was about five of them. That One of them had written a poem and one of them had done a drawing and another one just wanted to thank everyone. And, um, yeah, so we sort of worked on that for weeks on how are they going to display this and how are they going to do it. And um, he wrote this big speech on his life and what he had achieved while he was in the unit with us. Um, and he was very nervous. I remember... Um, it, he was quite a perfectionist too so it took him a long time to write the speech and then finally he got up and um, started practicing in front of us so we'd have like a small group of six or something and you know get him to stand up and practice and he was holding the piece of paper and it was shaking it was shaking he couldn't control himself um, and then he on the day when I called him up to do the speech he came up without the piece of paper and he had memorised the whole thing and he stood up and talked to the whole room. He had people in tears. It was, um, it was, I was nearly floored. I couldn't believe that he had done that. It was just amazing. Um, he still, his English still wasn't great, but, um, and it was quite difficult to understand sometimes, but he was so confident. He just got up there and did it and everyone was just amazed by him. And, really from that point it grew and grew he started um we encouraged him to um use his creativity I guess more than anything for confidence so he would paper mache aeroplanes and I'm talking they look like like these big aeroplanes and they were like easily a meter long and um they were incredible and yeah anyway so he, he kept on doing things like that inventing things he um and it did end up getting to the point where um he had to move out of the unit, but we didn't well I, I think people weren't sure where he would go and everything and it it wasn't something that was gonna happen very quickly. But when I spoke to him about it, he was um really grateful for everything that had happened for him in the unit and he could articulate that and he knew that he would go out and he'd get stronger and he could last in the units and he knew how to control his mental health a lot better by distracting himself and things like that I know that he has um moments of relapse which does tend to happen but he seems to get back on track once he's really busy yeah that is incredible um and I think that I'm going to go back and listen to that episode as soon as we finish on my way home today because uh, there's a lot of power there I think for me, another one that, again, sits really strongly uh, in my memories and um, as one of my favorite episodes is actually episode 13, The Emergency Department and Social Working Myself, I think is the title. Mm -hmm. The reason I really love that one is um, the story is great and uh, really engaging. But then to hear Mim and Liz, who have both worked in hospitals and in those settings and have been there personally and to hear them just open up and talk about their own experiences in that space um, connecting with what that social worker was talking about also connecting with the concept of working with a social worker who is in crisis in 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 her own life as well 
um, you know, as, as the patient as it was in that story and hearing Mim and Liz really be there and yeah. engage and go back and forth. And so I, I, again, I just absolutely love the way that they interact in that story. And to paint a bit of a picture for the listeners now, you know, you and I were sitting there watching Mim and Liz discussing this and you just see the passion in their eyes and you can hear it in their voice, can't you? And they were they right back it. there. They, they were, were. They were. In that moment. They it were. was incredible. It was. And I often think about the fact that when social workers make big life decisions like voting or like um, big life choices, they often come back to their social work values and they may not label them as social work values, but actually those social work values, like social justice, have actually become such an inherent part of the way they see the world. Mm. It's almost impossible to separate those things. And did you raise that because that's what we saw in this client? Well, this was a really interesting example, wasn't it? Because this woman that the social worker was working with couldn't shake the social work persona, could she? Like, So as she was there experiencing her own acute grief, Mm. she actually, in order to take care of herself and maybe protect herself a little, kept saying things like, oh, I know what's happening to me now. I'm going through this experience or I'm going through that experience. Almost a rationalising around what inherently is an irrational situation that she's in. And that can be, I guess, a challenge if you're the social worker who's working with the client. And I heard that in the way in which the social worker told the story about, you know, um, she was social working herself and so there were times that I imagine there must have been, I've, I've got to get in here though, I've got to actually support her. And in fact, the client needed her to also be there, right? So she was physically carrying this woman at times. Oh my gosh, yes. So there were those times when she was just classic like anyone else, a partner of anyone else who has, you know, has died suddenly in an ED setting. All of those reactions are within the normal framework. What made this different was the fact that she was a social worker and every so often you'd hear that voice. But mostly she was a partner of someone who's just died suddenly and then the mother of those two children that she then had to support herself. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like having been an ED social worker and knowing all of that stuff, if someone from the tribe, if another social worker is your client, I I think I'd be, I would be thinking about it differently. What would you be thinking, Liz? Well, speaking of Mim and Liz, I think that we should probably get them on the line now. I think it's probably time. (laughs) (laughs) The listeners are very ready. Um, So you're about to get a bit of a Mim and Liz fix. Um, We, as part of this episode, gave them a call individually and just asked them to reflect a little bit on the podcast experience so far, what it's meant for them, um, talk about some of the challenges and, and successes and maybe some of their visions for the podcast. So... We'll throw to them now, and we'll come back to you in a minute. Greetings, everyone. This is Liz Murphy here, recording this in beautiful Dusseldorf. So for me, the Social Work Stories podcast has been a happy accident. 
Even though it's been a long-held dream of mine to capture stories from social workers, to share and learn from, the planets aligned in some weird and wonderful way to bring this little podcast collective together just over a year ago. And I never imagined in a moment that it would be so popular, which just goes to show how much our tribe loves stories. Favourite moments? Well, I love, love, love chatting with my mate Mim. A conversation with her stretches my mind, which hopefully fends off the dementia for a bit longer. To be honest, I don't have a favourite episode yet. I've just been so moved by my social work friends and colleagues sharing their stories and thoughts with us. It affirms my love of the profession. In terms of challenges, the main one has been to encourage social workers to tell a story about their work. And I put this down to the self-effacing nature of many of our colleagues and friends. But I think there is also the ethical question about who owns a story and whether a social worker can talk about their client without conferring with them. And the podcast crew debates this quite regularly. But one of the things that we do is we change a lot of the details of the story to protect the privacy of the client. Um, But it is an ongoing challenge. In terms of future hopes, I hope that we can continue to find social workers willing to share their stories about their work with us. I'd love to hear from social workers working in community development, policy development, management, research, and also in areas where there's been uh, like a, a big social change, like in Victoria, Australia, where euthanasia has just become legal. I'm curious about social work in this area or about social work and the environmental crisis. The other thing is I really look forward to learning how podcasts like this can contribute to sideways learning and our professional development. So I'm hoping that the next 12 months will be another rich year of learning for all of us. Um, And I'm really keen to continue to listen to your stories and talk about them. So I hope you come along for uh, for the adventure with us. Thanks. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's Mim saying hi. What a great year our first year of Social Work Stories has been. There's been so many amazing moments, lots of stories from all different social workers around Australia as well as internationally. Loved hearing from the social workers in the UK and really loved some of those episodes that just stayed with me. The decolonisation episode totally rocked my world, got me thinking about things in a completely different way. And some of those stories from our colleagues who just really were with vulnerable people at those most intimate moments in the middle of the night or when their children were dying or losing babies. Really amazing, amazing practice to get a little window into. I really appreciated every social worker who came on and shared their stories with us. And going into our second year of the podcast, I'm really excited for what comes next 
what else that we can see. There are lots of sectors we haven't heard from yet, people who might be working in social security or income support, people who are working in housing uh, and homelessness, uh, lots of different spaces and places where social work social workers interact and engage with vulnerable peoples all the time. So that's really, really exciting. We've had some great times this year, this first year as a team on the Social Work Stories podcast. I've loved it when Ben and Justin have popped up from nowhere, had really loved having Brenna with us, as well as Justin when he was a student at the beginning as well. And definitely in our second year, we're looking at having lots of different students involved in the podcast, not just social work, we're getting some journalism students, some media students, lots of different voices to help us really get those stories out where we need them to be. Liz Murphy, my co-host, it has been a hilarious first year of our podcast. It's been brilliant hearing hearing from you and hearing the depths that you can go and the amount that you can make me laugh, even when we're talking about such serious topics. So this has been a brilliant first year. Next year holds so many exciting things and we've really got some good things planned. So stay tuned. It's going to be fabulous. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. Well, it was really good. It was great to hear from them. We've, uh, you know, we've been missing Liz as she's been over in Germany. And so amazing to hear what she's been up to. And that's exciting. Same with Mim. I mean, you can hear that Mim has a million things going on and she's still uber passionate about what this podcast means to her and what it means to her tribe. So, you know, big thanks to Mim and Liz for their time just there. Um, and look, listeners, we promise that we won't be featuring too often <laughs> in future podcasts. We will have Mim and Liz back. Definitely. They will be the back. <laughs> <laughs> so see, the other voices that we want to hear from is actually our listeners and the, you know, all of you who make this podcast what it is, um, because if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be making this. We wouldn't be engaging with this. Uh, but I do want to say that if you are keen to give us that feedback to, to give us that moment, just pull out your phone, record a, a quick 30 second audio message to us in your voice memos and, um, you know, email it into us at socialworkstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And, um, you know, maybe we'll play it on the, on the podcast in the future as well. Yeah. Look, it, this would be a really great feature for future podcasts, you know, being able to actually share the voices of our listeners and, and what the podcast means to them ongoing. Yeah. Most certainly. Yeah. It's People great. from all over the world uh, tuning in and engaging with the podcast. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much listeners, uh, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, it's been an absolute honor and privilege to be able to produce this podcast podcast for you Mm. and we can tell that you're enjoying it and that's going to keep us going definitely is and it's you know like i said before i'm excited for this year coming up i've had a great time this past year and i've really enjoyed getting to uh work on a team to build something but as work work in part of a wider community to uh to grow something together as well I think we've kind of reached the end of our podcast episode, one-off episode. And potentially the (laughs) end of our ever featuring on any podcast episode again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But look, we hope that you've enjoyed today's episode, listeners. It's been really nice to connect with you all on this level um, and to share our voices with you and our ideas with you directly. So thanks for listening to us. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, if, If you'd like to reach out to us, if you'd like to 
to connect on social media, SOWK Stories Pod. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us anytime at socialworkstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And you can always connect with us on our website at socialworkstories.com. And I'll take the words right out of your mouth now, Justin, and say that people should definitely jump on iTunes, press subscribe, and leave ratings and reviews, please. How did you know I was going to say that? Because I've been working with you for a year now, Justin, and... I'm very predictable. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, listeners, once again, a big thanks for listening uh, to the podcast over the year, for tuning into today's episode, and a big thanks to... uh, course the rest of our team mim and liz definitely thanks to mim and liz thanks to ben grace who does our theme music and thanks to all of you who uh who listen to the podcast who subscribe and who engage and we look forward to connecting with you soon yep see you on the next episode see you then